0: I would have you remember to set one of your buttons on the AM and FM side of your car radio for WPTF Signal. I'm Tom Kearney. This is the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, with a little bit of live and in-real-time radio. And we, uh, it's maybe what you'd call a talk interview show, and we try to bring you things that are engaging uh, we've got a bunch of ease here now engaging and uh, uh, entertaining and uh, maybe educational along the way i uh, was meditating the other day on what kind of show we could do tonight uh, and uh, i thought well uh sunday next sunday is valentine's day and that's a day when chocolates are bald and roses are bald and uh uh, at least, uh, as I have encountered it, sometimes a romantic movie is watched, and uh, particularly when we are suffering from uh, the uh, COVID d- disease, uh, the, the virus, uh, people are having to stay in and are being asked not to go out. So that would be the time to, to if you if you've got a DVD to show it, if you uh, need to to crank up. Uh, streaming service, you could do that and find the movie that you wanted to see, but you might not be able to think of one. So my brother Stephen, who's sort of my entertainment editor, he he follows entertainment uh, things uh, pretty much. It's kind of a hobby of his, and he's been our movie and TV trivia guy here for yay, many years, I'd say 25 plus at least, so I asked him to come tonight and let's kind of kick the can around, so to speak, figuratively. Uh, in terms of uh, what are the best romantic movies that are out there. Steven, are you there?
1: Tom, I'm here. How are you tonight?
0: I, I'm fine. Are you well this evening? I hope you are. Ready to talk about some romantic movies?
1: I am well, and I'm ready to talk about romantic movies, such as it. Is. Uh, such as it, well Well, you know, I, I got to
0: thinking about it when, with that definition of romantic movies, and what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen, is have really a kind of like Stephen and I, as we are often are sometimes in the front seat of a car going somewhere and, and kind of kicking the can around, as I say, in terms of a particular subject, be it historical or political or otherwise, and uh, uh, movies, uh, TV programs, uh, and uh, sort of see what we can come up with and hope that it will be of some value to you. Uh, but I was thinking, Stephen, when I say the best dramatic movies, really sure what we mean, but let's don't quibble because if we start quibbling, we will never get out of the morass that we're in. Let's just believe that we know what a romantic movie is and what the best ones are. It may be one that's been chosen as as being the best made or it may be one that's very romantic and that means it's it's better than the ones that are less romantic, but maybe rank higher on the chart. I I don't know if I screwed that up or not,
1: but I think you probably know what I mean. But Let's just go with that. Oh, I do, Tom. I I I wouldn't want to get heavy duty and a subjective aspect to, move, to romance movies, just as there is to any type of movies. Uh, let's just say that it's been around since movies came around. And uh, you can find the romantic movies just about any decade from the time they came into being as, a, as an entertainment choice or option to, the, to today. It, there are some different aspects today than there were uh, back at the beginning, and we'll touch on those briefly, but we're just going to talk about movies that are romance movies tonight, for whatever reason. Okay,
0: but but uh, I want you and I our personal opinions to be involved in it because I am a kind of a romantic person. These days, I like to watch uh, Hallmark movies, but we're not talking about those tonight because they're basically TV made for TV movies. We're talking about uh, in the theater movies. We're talking about. Uh, well, I, I don't want to name one because I want to leave them all out there. Because the first question I want to ask and, and start a conversation and go out of uh, go on from there is, uh, if you uh, have a you have a personal favorite romantic movie, one that you uh, see as, as being your first your your first choice.
1: Well, and I thought about it. You actually asked me this earlier, uh, and you and know, I were just talking, and uh, I gave you an answer then that I have a little bit of a problem with, but I'm going to. Change it, Tom, and, and also maybe add that back to it. Uh, I told you then, Casablanca, but um, my favorite movie of all time, as you know, and has known for years, is Gone with the Wind, and it clearly is a romantic movie. I mean, it's, it is it uh, is red and scarlet set against the American Civil War and, and the wind that blows through the South. And uh, but it's it's definitely a romance movie, and and uh, especially the second part of it, that typically... As you know, Thomas a poor Paul, and they break up after the first two. And uh, the second part is about, if you will, about Reconstruction. But that's really where you focus, I think, on the romance between Red and Scarlet, because that's where they get married, that's where they have a child, and that's where they deal with the idea that she's going to be in love with Ashley Brooks forever, until it's all of a sudden she's not. And by then, Tom to bear her played. He doesn't give a damn.
0: Okay, that's interesting. So he's, he's changed changed his mind now. Uh, of more recent romantic movies, can you think of one that you would that would be in the running? That would be in the top ten.
1: Yeah, well, uh, yeah, certainly. Um, and and uh, recent is uh, I'm gonna give it uh, twenty twenty five years because there's a lot of movies out there, Tom. But uh, Titanic is definitely a romantic movie, and it's set against The backdrop, of course, of that. Uh, North liner of uh, sinking in april of uh, 1912 i believe and you know you got the Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet there and you don't get much more romantic than that you know and, and we're going there in a car and, and uh, let's just say there's probably some heavy bleeding involved and uh it, it is it's a great romance it's a, uh it's a, uh, a romance that's born of she's of one um uh, ilk and he's of another he's down in steerage, and she's out with the, the, the rich folk, Tom, and they fall in love, which is uh, you know against uh, her boyfriend at the time's idea of how it was going to be handled. And he ends up wanting more about the diamond than he does his, his girlfriend, as you remember. But I would say Titanic, uh, Tom, Dirty Dancing, a movie that was shot partially here in the state of North Carolina, very much a romance, uh, very much about a different time in American life. But, uh, you know, Patrick Swayze and, oh, uh, uh, well, I'm trying to think of the gray lady's name, Don. I think it's Linda, um, isn't it? But, uh, but uh, baby. Marty? Let's call her baby because that's what she is in the movie. Yeah. You don't put a baby in the corner. And uh, yeah. nobody does, you know.
0: And uh, uh,
1: it's Jennifer Gray, so Something like that. Jennifer, not Linda Gray. There is a Linda Gray, but that's not the one. You know, she was in Dallas, I think. But, you know, that's, that's one that I would say. Officer and a gentleman. You know, he comes in at the end of the movie wearing his his officer whites because he's been promoted to be a Navy flyer, and and he picks up his girlfriend, and she takes her his hat off and puts it on her, and he walks her through the factory, and everybody's cheering because you know, rather than to resort to saying that she was pregnant to get him to stay, she doesn't say anything at all, and it's true love. Then uh, uh, these are newer movies, Tom. Uh, we did one just two years ago, uh, really a great romance. The fourth remaking, Tom, of A Star Is Born*, starring Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. That is a great romance.
0: Yeah, there is that. Now let's rehearse that because you, you, maybe you, you have your memory on them. It was made in the late '30s, and I think Judy Garland may have been in one, in that one. Uh, uh, let's talk about the remakes. I think uh, Barbara
1: Streisand was in one remake of it. Uh, but can you so the first up? one was in 1937, and it's Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Okay, got it. Um, 1954, one of my favorite actors, and who doesn't love Judy uh, Judy Garland and James Mason. I mean, James, you know, James Mason is at his handsome best. You know, dashing debonair. 1976, it's Barbara Strassman and Chris Kristofferson. Uh, they didn't get much better than that, but they did it again in 2018 with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Uh, the movie, uh, the song, "Shallow" uh, shallow came out of that movie, and that's a great uh, romantic ballad, and uh, they just lit up the screen, Tom.
0: Well, this afternoon, Mrs. Kearney and I had a visitor. We'll do this, we'll do, I'll do this part, and then we'll take a break and then, then come back and take another run at it. Uh, and uh, you and I are approaching, I, I, I've achieved it, and you're approaching old fogy and I thought, well, you know, we, I might... Uh, interrogate this young lady, she's in her 30s, early 30s, about what her favorite uh, romantic movie, I'm not even sure people 30 years old have romantic movies anymore, it would be interesting to to kind of ferret that out some night, but she, she had one, and it was one that I spoke to you about in our pre program conference, and that is the movie, uh, The Notebook, and I found out that, uh, like a movie that you mentioned earlier, that, uh, the, the poor boy falls in love with the rich girl, and she sort of falls in love with him, but her father gets in the way, and she ends up having to choose the rich boy. But at the end of her life, uh, the, the poor boy and the rich girl are together, and she's suffering from, uh, what would you say, uh, uh, dementia, and uh, is uh, quite with it. And she, he ends up reading reading the story of a, a, a great, great romance. We all Americans, I think, if, if the ones that like movies and, and romantic things are probably ones who like stories, too. And uh, that's one of the things that movies can do for us is tell us stories. And uh, so he's reading the story out of the book to her, and uh, she doesn't realize it because she's not not quite uh, with it, uh, that uh, what he's doing is reading the story of their romance. That's the one with Ryan Gosling, and I can't think of the actress's name right
1: now. Rachel McAdams.
0: Rachel McAdams. But... Uh, that was the, and that, I, uh, I had heard of that movie and, uh, when the young lady who visited us, uh, whose name is Margot, this, this afternoon told, told me that I decided, well, I'm going to look that one up and I'll throw it out there because it's, it's one that was picked by somebody. I don't know if you've seen it, but if you've seen it, do you, do you have an opinion of it? I think it.
1: Well, it's, it's a great romance and if you don't come out of that, uh, with tears streaming down your face, you might already be dead and, uh. Um, you know, it has a North Carolina tie too, Tom, because uh, Nicholas Sparks, it comes from a book, I believe, by him, and I believe he lives on the outer bank.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I thought uh, the first time I remember, you know, somewhere on the coast, I, I remember Newburn being involved in it, but that, that could be just where he picked up his mail. He may live on the on the Outer Banks now, but he is a North Carolina writer, and he's had a number of his books made into movies, and movies that but, the title of, of which are familiar to us. But, uh, right, that's correct. Well, I, I was uh, glad I was able to find out the answer to that, and and you, uh, I can tell that I have being a being a blue collar guy myself, I always have trouble with with the movies that are like that, and uh, where the, the rich guy gets the girl, uh, particularly when she's actually in love with the poor guy, and uh, I. I wonder if, if, however, that's just a romantic conception. I'm going to take a break here. You and I are, and uh, if you can catch your breath, and we come back, we'll we'll uh, continue this conversation. We're talking, ladies and gentlemen, about the best romantic movies, the most romantic movies, some romantic movies that you might want to view. Uh, if you can't think of a particular one, If you, for some of you may have seen, some you may not have seen, for Valentine's Day, and since we're A lot of us quarantined and need to stay in. That would be a a good place to start. Stephen Kearney, Tom Kearney, we'll be back in just a couple of minutes. 9.23 WPGF, Tom Kearney, here on the Tom Kearney Show. I forgot to tell you we're here every night, Monday through Friday from 9 to 10. Our guest tonight is my brother Stephen, who's our entertainment editor. Stephen, uh, are you there?
1: I'm here, Tom.
0: Yeah. I, I, I the, the being a romantic person and being able to appreciate, I think, and sometimes over appreciate a romantic but when you when you have a little tear in the corner of your eye, I think you're you're truly romantic when you're reacting to what's going on. Uh I got to where one time I was kinda of like a person who may have been an alcoholic, you know, and they said that people who are alcoholics don't ever you're never cured of it, you just uh get better. You, you understand what and that's the way I am about romantic movies. And when I don't want to be romantic, I have to sort of stay away from them. I.e., if I see coming up when Harry met Sally, I just have to change the channel. Is what I'm saying. And I don't know if you're anywhere like that or not, or maybe you're braver than I am. But when Harry met Sally, I think is one of the movies of the last uh, few years. It was actually came out in the late '80s, so it's not in the 21st century, but but in in the the later group that. Uh, and this allows me to uh, to point to the fact that you and I both uh, are conversant with and, and rely somewhat on the uh, American Film Institute's uh, survey that they took at the turn of the century at, at uh, Y2K at the year 2000 about what the, the best movies in certain categories or genres were for the first 100 years of movies because we started watching movies uh, in the theater the, actually the Lumiere brothers who were French started showing them while we were still watching the Nickelodeon about uh, the year 1900 so they had about a hundred years and they, they they did a survey of appropriate people and came up with the 100 most romantic movies of all time and you and I probably ought to talk about that list a little bit and, and point it out to and, and and maybe we can evaluate it but point it out to our listeners but When Harry Met Sally is number 25 on that list so it, uh, some other people thought it was kind of romantic too and one of the best parts of it is when the older people are consulted you know, it, there's a there's a uh, segue segment in that movie where it's not uh, Harry and Sally but it's real r- apparently real life or seemingly real life older people but uh, do you want to talk about uh,
1: the list for a few minutes? Sure, you know, Tom, I'm going to ask you because I can't remember and I didn't write it down uh, what's the number one movie on that list? Is it Casablanca? It's Casablanca.
0: Yes, as a matter of fact. I, if you'd asked me without uh, without having looked at it, say last week before I had re- reviewed it, I'm not sure I would have been as confident. But it is Casablanca, and if if you've seen that movie and you you put it in its context and you think about the people involved in it.
1: about well, that movie is is it clearly is one of the exceptionally romantic movies and, and, and probably is number one. Uh, that's a bit subjected on an objective line of thought, Tom. Uh, but, you know, the Humphrey Bogart and Ingrid Bowman, they don't end up together. I know that's a spoiler alert there for you, but that movie is about, what, 70 years old now, almost 80? Um, you know, if that's a spoiler for you, can watch the movie. It's, uh, 1940s, it's, almost, so it's almost 80 years old, yeah, right. Almost know. 80 years old. There's a lot going on with it, but just the idea that they one time had Paris, and you know, one time, we don't see what they had in Paris. They're just in Casablanca. But they clearly, they've got a romance that continues, even though she's technically, if you will, if nothing else, with somebody else. Uh, a backdrop of World War, early World War Two, you know, Nazis, Vichy French, you know, Rick's Cafe, and that guy playing the piano. There's a lot going on in that movie. But the key thing is, there's Humphrey Brothers there, within in your and everything else kind of falls away.
0: Well, you, you, as you said, they, they always had Paris. And one of the things that sort of comes with the, the mental kit for a romantic person is the ability to imagine. You know, the, uh, the, the true romantics are the people who, who really got a lot out of radio because they could imagine what was going. The Lone Ranger, or uh, Dragnet, or whatever, and uh, they they fill in the movie and become sympathetic, I think, to, to the movie. Uh, let me just say this: that your your movie that you chose. By the way, number four. I want to ask you something about it. Is with uh, number four is Roman Holiday, and that of course is a story where a, a princess escapes the people that are her, her holders or her trainers or her, her crew, and, and she wants to have a day in Rome, you know, free by herself, and she hooks up with a uh, an American. Uh, I don't know what Gregory Pegg was, but. They do not end up together in the end in that movie, is that correct? They don't end up together, I don't believe. I think they spent some time together. on the, the steps in, in Rome and riding around on a Vespa and and but they're they're Audrey Hepburn and uh, Gregory Peck are an interesting couple to be uh, the romantic couple in Roman Holiday, which was number four on the list. A movie no that
1: time. is she- she lends herself, I mean, she, she by herself is almost a romantic figure. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, she's in the movie. It's probably going to be a romance. I mean, look at, think of uh, uh, My Fair Lady. Um, think of, as you said, the Holiday. Uh, she's in, you know, just any movie that she's in, just because she's in it. Is Breakfast at Tiffany's is a romance, Tom? Really, isn't it?
0: Well, if anybody was cool, ever cool, any, any actress or actor, Uh, uh, it was, uh, I'm going to have to check something here, Stephen. Uh, We're going to need to take a break here. Uh, It was uh, Audrey Hepburn, and when we come back, I want to talk about Robin and Marion, because it's not on this list, but it is a romantic movie. Stephen Kearney is with us, Tom Kearney here. We're talking about romantic movies, and we'll be back following a check of the news. We're talking about romantic movies, and for no reason other reason than to remind you of some good titles or some things that you might uh, have looked at sometime in the past and have forgotten them, or some that you may not be aware of. But in any event, uh, that's what we're up to tonight. And I had mentioned the movie Stephen. Are you there?
1: No.
0: Robin and Marion, which is uh, Sean Connery, is the reason I thought of it because you know he passed away this past year, and uh, and I think uh, uh, Audrey Hepburn is. Uh, I believe, plays Marion. It. But it's uh, the story of uh, Robin Hood and Maid Marion in set a, in, a, in a different context when they are, in fact, much older when they were roaming the the, the grades of Nottinghamshire of, uh, Nottinghamshire and so on. But uh, I think that's a kind of romantic movie, uh, too. Do you have any...
1: Off-
0: so, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. was going to see if you have any off-the-wall romantic movies, ones that not, are not on the list. Or we can go oh, back to the list
1: Well, uh, Older and still, though, uh, an intriguing screen couple, Sean Connery and Audrey Hepburn. Uh, you believe it. You believe that they did it when they, not did it, did it, but they were together when they were young and they were together later on as they got older. And uh, one of the things that we've seen happen, Tom, with the romantic movie is a diversification into different types of romances. The person I would bring to your attention, now, it may be on very fabulous, but on Golden Pond is a romantic movie. You know, we have uh, the the, the spare couple there that's personified by Henry Fonda and Catherine Hepburn, and they're still very much in love, even though they're in their late 70s and 80s.
0: And he's beginning to lose it, I believe, in in the... in the uh, in, And she's taking care of it. Uh, that's in,
1: right. In the that's movie, right. Yeah. Uh, And so, you know, as, as twilight dawns on life, if you will, uh... Let's do it, strong. Well, one thing I
0: remember that we were doing, and I was going to mention that there is a the movie that is number five on the list. Uh, the movie that started with Casablanca is number one. Is a movie that's doubly famous for its romantic uh, presence, and it's the movie uh, "An Affair to Remember" because there is actually a movie called "An Affair to Remember," and that's the movie from nineteen fifty-seven. That is on uh, the list. That's the one that's it's there. But it shows up in a movie that's further down the list. I'm not sure exactly how far, but the the uh, the movie is uh, what is it? Uh, in Seattle sort of formed uh, with that as the that is the response. That is the movie in Affair to remember. And I think I've got it right now.
1: Yes, you do, Tom. I, the the movies. Uh, uh, and we can talk about this for one minute if you wish, or, or not if you don't, uh, I think there are three movies that sort of dealt with the uh, human-romantic interaction uh, in the late 80s and early 90s, and two of those uh, started Meg Ryan. One of them is Sleepless in Seattle. One of them is When Harry Met Sally, and the other one is Federal Attraction. We won't talk about *Fatal Attraction tonight, but the Sleepless in Seattle movie, Includes a movie within a movie, and that movie within a movie is an affair to remember. Uh, Deborah, is it Carr or Kerr, Tom? I, th- I would say Carr, but it could be either one probably. All right, Deborah Carr and Carrie Grant meet on a, uh, on a boat, a, a luxury line on, across a, a transatlantic voyage, I believe. And uh, they clearly have a love affair, and they, they uh, basically uh, promise to meet each other. Uh, at a certain time of the year, maybe Valentine's Day at the top of the Empire State Building. Uh, but what happens between the time that they've asked each other on the boat and the time that that appears is that um, uh, Deborah Carr has had, I believe she's had an automobile accident, at the time, if I remember correctly. But for some reason, she's no longer able to walk. And so she cannot keep the meeting with Kerry Grant at the top of the Empire State Building. And, and that is uh, it's a little tear joker a romance with the backdrop of, uh, of infirmity, if you will, uh, you know, crushing in on the romantic aspects of it. Sleepless in Seattle sees it as being the ultimate romantic movie, uh, especially where, where women are concerned. And uh, and where do the Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan characters meet at the end of the movie? Well, of course, on the top of the Empire State Building.
0: You mentioned earlier, well, uh, I think you really kind of a geriatric... Uh love affair that was going on between Henry Fonda and uh, Catherine Hepburn, well, there is a, the first movie that I ever would have said, an adult movie, not a cowboy movie, like when I was about seven years old, that I would have said was one of my, was my favorite movie was a movie called The African Queen. And again, you have an older, uh, unmatched pair there, and Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn
1: Uh, Bogie's uh, baby had already whispered, whistled to him, and you know that had already happened. That's uh, one recall. Uh, but they really wanted to see uh, one of the women of the moment and one of the men of the moment get together, and that's what we got with African Queen. Interestingly enough, time it gives uh, out of all of his career, all of the great movies he made, that's the one that gave Bogart the Oscar. And, and I'm going to switch to another movie now because.
0: I, want us to keep moving so we can include a lot of movies, but a movie that last year celebrated its, let's see, i got to count, 30th anniversary, and uh, it was inspired by, I believe, a song, a popular song, it was a movie that came out in 1990 that starred Richard Gere and Julia Roberts, and it became, you know I don't like the word iconic, but it's used loosely, but it almost became a kind of an iconic
1: movie because it's a, an unusual love affair. Well, it is. Uh, there's a lot of things there that you don't normally see in a romance movie. Uh, she, at the beginning of the movie, is a prostitute. He's a very rich man who uh, you question whether he has a heart or a soul to him. Uh, the beautiful thing about that, Tom, is that uh, th- this particular movie was made by Gary Marshall of uh, TV fame. And he really knew how to make a good movie. It's kind of Cinderella, Tom, turned on its edge, if you will. Ah, oh, uh, interesting a modern interpretation of that, and uh, there's obvious obvious on-screen chemistry between Gear and Julia Roberts, so much so that they made The Runaway Bride about uh, 10, 10 years later, and it's not as good a movie, I like it, but it's not as good a movie as Pretty Woman, and Pretty Woman, and they you don't like it, but Pretty Woman pretty much fits the idea of what an iconic movie is. Well, I think I like The Runaway
0: Bride, too, Not that... Uh not quite as much as the other movie, but I do like it because he's uh, trying to save her from running away again. because uh, she, she keeps trying to marry somebody, just somebody. And,
1: uh, he yeah, and she out. keeps doing so to the fault of herself. She keeps denying who she is uh, herself so that she can uh, make a match with somebody. And sort of the point of that movie and, and what Richard Gere is trying to get her to do is to be who she really is and then to get married to somebody that she falls in love with, not to be with them simply because uh, she has adopted their way of life. And uh, there's a meaning behind that romance, still a of romance. They have undeniable on-screen chemistry. Gear and Roberts. Well, uh, the, I know exactly
0: what you mean because there's a scene when he's trying to to get her straightened out, where he tells her what she needs is the kind of guy who would come in and. At five o'clock in the morning, and just wake her up and say, "I've got something I want to show you. I've just discovered this most beautiful thing, you know." And and uh, would would want her to walk down the beach with him, with her toes scrunching in, in the sand. And uh, uh, she she's going out, and she's even trying to marry a priest. And she's adopted the the, the
1: the different the different ways each one of these people want to eat their eggs, if I remember correctly. And so, well, and, yeah, and I will tell you, the scenery of Maryland has never looked that pretty. Um, it's in a small town in Maryland, and it's just beautiful. Well, it means that's good that she kept
0: running away then. And you know, in the end, the reason that I remember that movie though, is she proposes to him, but she uses his script. And that's when, correct. When she exactly what
1: happened, uh, and so on. So that—that's a movie. I. How am I, I, like. I going to ask you one? If, okay. I, if I'm going to be too bold. Uh, one that I'm certain on the, is on the AFI list, and, and you would have seen it in the theater. I don't know if you would have seen it multiple times, but in 1965, we get Dr. shabarga What are your thoughts on that? I
0: saw that movie three times the first week it was out, and I don't think I've seen it more than three times since then. But I, I that's a powerful movie because it's about uh, the romantic figure in... A world of of the socialism, uh, which is German. I mean, Russia was adopting, and uh, you know it begins when when this young woman comes to the border and she's trying to cross the border and she she. uh, I'm trying to think of the Englishman who is is placed the Russian guard there, but she ends up him recognizing that she's Chevago's daughter, and uh, and and that she's artistic, which is something. In the, in the socialistic culture, individual uh, art, artistic talent is, is not necessarily thought much of or, or recognized, but it turns out that she is, the, the two things that she's in her, at the first of the movie, and and then at the end of the movie, he lets her door across the border after seeing the whole story of Chicago and.
1: You know, we get uh, she's at the border there, and and she's played by uh, her, uh, Charlie Chaplin's daughter, I believe, Geraldine. I know uh, that's his, that's
0: Chicago's wife. Uh, an actress named Rita Tushingham played uh, the the daughter. Oh,
1: uh, okay, uh, I and, see. And, uh, uh, well, well, one of the actors there is Alec Guinness, who I think plays. Like it quite as much. Uh, I think the scenes of Russia with all those films, in fact, Russia, I'm not sure. I, I kind of think some of it may have been shot in Spain, Tom, but um, the Ice Palace scene that is very, absolutely beautiful.
0: And there's a scene in, in one of the railroad cars when they're moving people as prisoners that they show out the door, and the film is in black, is in color, but it's just snow and blackness, and so you think you're watching a black and white movie. That is. And, and you and I have talked about this before, and George Brody, our, who we should dedicate tonight's show to, believe this too, that David Lean's movies are among the most beautiful movies. He made uh, uh, Lawrence of Arabia, and he made that movie, and he made uh, uh, Ryan's Daughter. And there's a scene in Ryan's Daughter that's filmed through a spider web with moisture on it. It's just absolutely. Starting in 1945, David Lean made a few pictures, but the ones he made were all beautiful pictures and we need to take a break. So think about one or two more movies that we're going to have time to talk about when we come back. Stephen Kearney is our guest. I'm Tom Kearney, and we'll be back. It's, uh, 947. <music> romantic movie in preparation for Valentine's Day. And thinking that you might want to find a streaming source that gives you your favorite romantic movie. So, because they're telling us that we should stay inside and we probably should. So, uh, but anyway, get the right movie to watch, and it could be turn into a romantic day or evening. Stephen, do you have one that you... I have a couple more points I want to make, but I, I've kind of stolen the show from you. You have a couple that you want to talk about.
1: Oh, well, you have stolen the show from me. We've covered a lot of ground uh, tonight. There are three that I want to mention, Tom, as we uh, move towards the end of our show tonight. That so, uh, I want everybody to think about watching because of, of, of what's involved. Uh, the first one is Moonstrap Tom. Um, what's love like when the moon is as big as a pizza pie, uh, where you got Sharon and Nicholas Cage at, at the top for him, and uh, she slaps him and says, snap out of it. And her mother asked, him, asked her, her at one point, uh, do you love him? And she goes, "Mom, i love him terrible. And, you know, that's, okay, that's love. You know, that's just it right there. If you want to see a great movie that's about love, oddly enough, love story doesn't fit as much as Moonstruck does. Uh, Tom, guess who's go- coming to dinner? At the end of that movie, Spencer Tracy, his soliloquy that he gives at the end, where he's talking to uh, the uh, the mother of his. Uh, uh, it's about an interracial marriage between his daughter, who's a, a Caucasian lady and an African American man played by Eddie Cote. But he's talking to her, to his mother, who's an African American lady, and he talks about what it was like to fall in love with his wife. I think her name is Jessica or something like that. And uh, it's, a great, uh, it's a great soliloquy to tell you what love is all about and what it should be about. And my last one, Tom, maybe a surprise to you, is the movie Groundhog Day. And my question to you and to anybody that would watch it is, does he have to live up to uh, the standards, the ideals of Andy McDowell to stop repeating those days over and over again? Is she his salvation? You know, talk so much yourself, Tom. Oh, well, I know.
0: I think so. And since you mentioned her, uh, I was going to mention two movies. And one of them has has Andy McDowell in it. And it's uh, Four Weddings and a Funeral. Now, I'm not a big Hugh Hugh Grant fan. But I just think the, the love affair between them, because it takes so long and it's so round. And he has that one scene to sit there. And this is a delicate subject. He has to sit there and listen to her describe the 33 guys she slept with before she got around to him, including a father and a son. But, uh, you know, at the end he looks out and uh, uh, he he gives up on his wedding and decides he wants her. Finally, he finally got to open up gumption to to go out and open the door, and in the rainstorm she doesn't even realize she's wet. So uh, uh, I think that's one. And I didn't tell my favorite movie tonight. My favorite romantic movie, I think, right now, if it's not When Harry Met Sally, is a movie called uh, You've Got Mail, which is Tom Hanks and uh, Meg Ryan. It came out in 1999. It is a remake of a famous movie uh, called The Shop Around the Corner. And one of the, the things that's going on in both of those movies is two people who are close together are communicating with each other, but they don't know it. They're, in the older movie, they're writing letters uh, to each other, and uh, in the uh, more modern version with Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan, they are—they've got emails coming back and forth, and they don't—but they're doing it anonymously, and they're—they're—they're they're, they're in love with each other, but they don't realize that they are. And when it's time to reveal the secret, Meg Ryan really has the good line because he's going to reveal that he's been communicating with her all the time. And she says, well, I hoped it was you. And uh, you remember the scene in the park with the dog. So, uh, but uh, there's a lot of good uh, movies out there. And uh, our producer, John, by the way, Stephen said he was enjoying this. And I think I've talked him into watching Meg Ryan and uh, Tom Hanks, uh, uh, you know, maybe the, over the weekend. But uh, you've, you've made a couple of recommendations. And uh, 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 I appreciate your coming on and being with us tonight. I'm going give you a call after the show's over, and, and and we'll have a little talk, okay? Is that okay? Okay, Don. Appreciate it, and I, I'm going to just close things out and do a little promoing now, and then we'll uh, I'll talk to you in two or three minutes here. Uh, Stephen Kearney has been our guest tonight. We've talked about romantic movies. Uh, maybe next week or before too long, we're going to talk about, uh,
1: for for
0: African American History Month, uh, the blacks in, in movies uh, and on, on television but we can look forward to that. Uh, Right now, tomorrow night, we're going
1: to talk about science and uh, Charles Darwin on the Tom Kearney Show on WPTF.